Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. Ten cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. Oh, we have some congratulations to go out this week on the Cheryl Reeve show. Uh, and some of them might even pertain to Cheryl Reeve, some to her players, some to her former players. Uh, we'll, we'll check in on where Cheryl is traveling these days. She has quite the schedule. This is, of course, the Cheryl Reeve show, part of TalkNorth.com. Reminder, December 15th, 7 p.m., the Winter Wear Drive, a live Cheryl Reeve show at Headflyer Brewing in Northeast. It's going to be a blast. It'll be great to see everybody in person at you know an unrestricted show for the first time in quite a long time. Please come out, bring some, uh, bring some winter coats, winter gear that you don't need. You can always, of course, make a, a donation. We'll get you more information on all this stuff as that date approaches. Uh, it's Lori Ramsey's production. She does a great job with it. And of course, like I said, we'll keep we'll keep informing you on the best way to uh, to contribute if you can't make it there yourself. Uh, so Cheryl. Where are you today? Well, today I happen to be in the the sunny state of sunny and warm state of South Carolina uh, down here in Columbia. I know it was, it was a, a tough job. I um, had to wait to draw for it. I got I got the I got the task of going to the warm and sunny Columbia, South Carolina, for the big matchup uh, versus UCLA tonight. So I will be in attendance. Um, and then I said, you know, not to worry. I did split it. I will be up in in South Bend where it's a little bit, a little bit cooler. So it's not all about weather. It really is about the talent that we're seeking. (laughs) And when you take a trip like this, is this draft preparation? Is it team USA scouting or is it always a combination of both? Uh, it's, it's draft preparation. Uh, you know, USA basketball, I I don't really travel to, to watch players. Um, and, and so I think for me, it's in our staff, it's, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be covering, you know, quite a bit, as you'd imagine, um, you know, with the number two pick and uh, the 12th pick, the 16th pick. So we, we have, you know, quite a bit of value in our, in our uh, draft picks. And so we're, we're going to, you know, just scour the nation for the best talent. And uh, this is a fun time of the year because there's so many great matchups uh, prior to the start of conference play. So it's, it's been a really good, uh, I'd say, uh, non-conference schedule that we've had a chance to, to really get some good work in. You know, covering baseball, covering football as a beat writer, I got to know a lot of scouts in those professions uh, very well. And it, it always struck me that they all went the same places. They all kind of carried <laughs> the same equipment. And yet they might have completely different philosophies on how to go about, you know, vetting a prospect. Do you, do you have a, a process or do you just kind of try to get a feel for things? How, how would you describe your process? Yeah, I would say that is actually true uh, because you're you're dealing with you know basically different people, different humans in each of those situations, and so everyone's got uh, their ideas on on how to go about the process. And you know, like you said, we all end up at the same places. You know, we all we all know where the players are, and uh, you know, making decisions though 
you know, varies from organization to organization. And, you know, we, this is something that I think I really enjoyed being a part of when, when Roger Griffith was our general manager uh, in that, you know, collaboration in, in what we're doing, I think leads to success. And so I think for us, we have a multitude of people that are, that are involved. Um, and there's, they, they each bring something different to the table in terms of a perspective about what makes um, a, a great prospect. And, and so what we like to do is kind of get sort of everyone involved in the process. Uh, some will be very active in actually going to the games. Others will be more behind the scenes uh, to give different, different perspectives. And, uh, and then certainly, you know, we, we value the uh, opinions of, uh, those that have been involved with the players. So I think all of us, you know, take those basic routes. Uh, and then, you know, uh, your your reasons for a player uh, will absolutely vary from organization to organization. Could just be based on need, um, could be a skill set, you know, those sort of things. But I think in general, I, I'd say the processes are similar. Uh, just the people that are involved in making those decisions um, are are different from organization to organization in terms of their beliefs. Cheryl Reeve Show is part of TalkNorth.com. You can follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod to see the shows as they release, see information on our live dates, see all the other shows. We have a great sports lineup, outdoor content, variety shows. Uh, this, of course, is our women's basketball and Minnesota Lynx show. We appreciate you listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Livia, Rudy Luther Toyota, Successful Marketing Group, All Energy Solar, TSR Injury uh, Law, and thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. We've been doing this for quite a long time now, and we appreciate those of you who have listened and showed up for the live shows. It has been a, a privilege and a blast. Uh, the other interesting variance I've always gotten from scouts is some really just wanted to judge talent and feel like, okay, if you get talent, you can work with that talent. And if you, without talent, you're, you're, you're hopeless with talent. You, there's always an avenue to making that talent work. And I've dealt with other people felt like if you can't get the right personality in your organization, then the talent isn't going to matter. Do you, do you lean one way or the other on that uh, balance beam? Uh, and I think that's the beauty of this is that there's more than one way to be successful. You know, those that believe, uh, you know, it's all about talent uh, certainly can find a, a path to success and, and the same, uh, for those that, you know, might pass on a greater talent in favor of a personality. Um, I don't necessarily want to, you know, share too much about our values. Uh, cause I think we have a lot of listeners on, on the podcast, uh, that, <laughs> that could find, find this information valuable. <laughs> right. I know you don't want to give it any, any way secrets. Uh, I will say that, uh, one of the, the coolest things about your championship run was you had both. You had extremely talented players who were also great human beings and played well together. And that was that. I mean, that's kind of the ideal. That's what everybody wants. Oh, I, I mean, there's no question that you know, I, I shouldn't say it's utopia. Uh, it's utopia for me. Uh, it may not be utopia for for another uh, franchise. And, and that that's the fun of this, especially, you know, like if we look at, you know, even the WNBA teams this year that were successful, um, you know, there was probably only one team that you really heard about that was finding success and also seemed to uh, really have that that chemistry, the the people all kind of, you know, but uh, in a lot of other successful situations, you weren't really hearing that. So but they were still winning. And, and, and I actually had that situation in Detroit. Uh, so I have seen both. I've seen both spectrums and, and you know, I, I call it functionally dysfunctional. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's what we had in Detroit and Bill actually thrived in that environment. <laughs> uh, so he did, I, he, he wanted it that way. He, you know, he just sort of created that, 
you know, it, it you know, it's not just edginess. I, I just, it's just the whole, um, you know, each day you didn't know what the hell to expect, you know, what was going to happen. And, and it really, whatever happened, it sort of unfazed everybody. And, and, um, and then, and then I had, you know, a team in Minnesota that, you know, I went, oh, wow, you know, this is a different way of doing things because, you know, I, I sort of had another perspective. And, you know, in the course of 10 years of being an assistant coach, I saw different ways to be successful. And um, and, and like you said, in Minnesota, um, you know, it is my preferred path, you know, to, uh, you know, to have the, the type of people uh, that care about one another, that care about the organization, would do anything for each other, anything for the organization, its community. That is my preferred path. It's not the only path, uh, but it is a preferred path for sure. And there's a debate going on around the Minnesota Timberwolves right now from fans and writers. Is like, would this team be better off with Pat Beverly and his, you know, he could be very difficult, but he also plays really hard and, and pushes his teammates. You know, would, would his influence be productive or would he be starting fistfights in practice every day in a, in a way that you can't function? I don't, you know, I don't even know if you want to weigh in on any of that, but uh, it, it is it is remarkable how personalities will affect your day-to-day operations. Well, I, I was a huge fan of, of Pat Bev's uh, prior to him becoming a, a, a Timberwolf, and then certainly uh, while he was here. And you know, that was the one that I kind of looked at and went, ah, you know, I didn't necessarily love that piece um, because of exactly what you're saying. When you have that that team last year had great connection, chemistry, leadership, voices. Uh, I don't know of starting fistfights in practice. I, I'm not. I'm not aware of those those things. I don't know that. I'm not saying he did. I'm saying that that okay. that a lot of people around the league say that you know you have Pat Bev for one year. It's great. You have him the second year, and and things get a little salty. Yeah, I'm not saying he. Yeah. Not say, I'm not accusing him of starting any fistfights. I'm saying that the there are a lot of people who think that that's where they he, that's what would be happening this year if you were with this group. And that's very possible. And that's very possible. And that that's probably the intel you know that people have that uh, are on the inside that I, I'm not in on. Uh, I've had that. I've I've had players that have a shelf life. You know, after two years, you know, so like it was really valuable. Uh, for that time, but it, it gets the, there's a shelf life for it. And, and that might be something that they've recognized on the inside, but whether it's Pat Bev, uh, somebody that is willing to hold teammates accountable, that can effectively hold teammates accountable to do the right things. That player is incredibly valuable. There's not a lot of them. Um, and, and so, you know, that's, uh, I, I don't want to, you know, speak, you know, directly to the Timberwolves situation. Right. I, I just know that, you know, successful teams have that. You need that. And it's it's beyond talent. It, it really is. And, and you know, because you can have talent, which I, I certainly think that the Timberwolves have talent. Um, you know, but they, I don't think that uh, those on the inside thought that this would just magically poof become uh, the end product right away. I think there's, you know, there's some figuring out of use of personnel and roles and how they want to play and, you know, luckily for the NBA, unlike the WNBA, as we got off to a difficult start last season, we don't have a lot of time to fix it. You know, 82 games, you have a hell of a lot more time to figure it out. We had, what did we play, 36 games? And so, you know, uh, 10 games in, you're a third of the way through, and the damage quote is done. And, and you know, it's certainly, uh, we, we had opportunities to, to still find success and be a playoff team, but it just didn't happen. Uh, but in the NBA... You know, there's you can go through this as you figure out your identity and, and 
you know, quote, play your best basketball, you know, down the stretch. I, I have full confidence that, that uh, Coach Finch and, and, and his group will absolutely get them, you know, in the direction to, to, to find success. And, you know, the next topic uh, speaks to short schedules and having to adapt. I mean, last year you, you didn't have fee. I mean, it, and for all the things that happened on your roster and with your team, I mean, in different streaks, positive and negative, I mean, you were without – your best player in her prime because of pregnancy. Um, and now Natalie Chanwa is going to have a baby. Uh, I mean, you know, she's a valuable front court player. I mean, that is something you have to deal with that men never have to deal with is it's pregnancies. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, it's a great thing for, for yes. women. I, I think, you know, 10, 10 years ago, probably uh, there was less of a thought that we could do this, that we could be professional athletes while also, birthing children, raising children, that sort of thing. And thankfully we're in a different time and, and women are seeing that opportunity and, and, you know, men are becoming, um, a, a bigger, um, uh, help in these situations. It's no longer just about the, the man's career or the spouse's career. Uh, and so that's really helpful. And, and so whether it's a heterosexual relationship or, or, you know, a same sex, uh, marriage that there, there are, um, just, it, I, I think a better environment, uh, for the support necessary for women and that's women in coaching, that's women playing. Uh, and so I think, you know, to your point, uh, it is something that, uh, it is not, uh, where I think it needs to be, uh, with regard to how we handle the entirety of, of the, uh, the maternity or, or childbirth, uh, you know, situations in our league as far as the team's perspective. And, and so I think that's, um, you know, those are, those are steps that need to be taken as we sort of wade into this, uh, you know, doing right, uh, by our players, uh, in the WNBA, uh, as we should do, you know, we're, we're, you know, a beacon, if you will, for other women's sports leagues to follow. And, and I think that, uh, you know, for us and, and management of, of a salary cap, um, you know, there, there are hopefully, uh, you know, methods down the, down the road that, that can, you know, sort of make it a little bit more manageable, uh, for, for the team and not only the team, but the players that are there playing, uh, in the absence of, of, uh, maybe a player that, that isn't ready to play. So, so I think in terms of, um, you know, for us, it's, it's our, our third, uh, pregnancy in four years. And, um, there's something in the water, uh, in Minnesota, there's love in the air. Uh, so we, we, uh, you know, but you know, it's, 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 they're happy that that's a great thing. Um, but, um, I, uh, you know, I'm confident in our ability to, to manage the, the cap situation and, and we're happily happy for Natalie and, and, uh, you know, excited for her to, to start her family and, you know, we'll support her, uh, in all the ways necessary. And, and just like we did for fee and, and, uh, you know, it's fun to grow your family in a different way. Uh, Lindsay Whalen going into yet another hall of fame. Let's get to that. And some other, uh, links and WNBA news, uh, do want to thank our many sponsors. Sete Coley is a family-owned Twin Cities-based home remodeling, real estate, and property management company offering personalized service and outstanding client care. Sete Coley means seven hills and not in the seven hills of Rome, Italy. They provide home remodeling, realtor services, property management, and they also offer wraparound services. If you're a homeowner considering a home improvement project, CARA can help you evaluate the 
the impact of a remodel on your home's market value. If you're a prospective home buyer, Cara can help you assess the cost and logistics of updating the home you buy. If you plan on selling your home, Cara can guide you in, a, in preparing your home for the market. Can even send a crew to carry out the work, ensuring that your home stands out from the competition. If you're interested in purchasing an investment property, Cara can help you find a profitable deal. And if you wish, can manage the property for you from tenant placement and turnover to property management. Of course, I use Cara to sell my house, to prep my house, to stage my house. Uh, she's great at all this stuff. I highly recommend it. Check them out at settecolimn.com. That's S-E-T-T-E-C-O-L-L-I-M-N.com. Check them out at Facebook and on Instagram. Thank you to Glory and Successful Marketing Group. They created and manage all the social media for the Cheryl Reeve Show. If you're looking for a social media for your business, I would highly recommend you contact her at glory at successfulmarketinggroup.com. Uh, thanks, Glory. has been a big asset to the network and this show all along. Highly re- recommend working with her. Hi, this is Cheryl Reeve from the Minnesota Lynx. Livia Weight Control Center's Black Friday offer has been extended, and it's their best offer of the year. Join Livia's award-winning program today and save 50%. With the help of Livia's team of experts, you can lose up to 10 pounds in your first two weeks and up to two pounds per week thereafter. And with Livia's in-person or virtual visit options, state-of-the-art equipment, and a Livia app to track your progress, you'll see results fast. I know I did, and I feel great. My family and friends have appreciated the new me, full of energy, and giving them my best. I found the program easy to follow, and I saw results fast. Feel healthier with Livia's Black Friday offer of 50% off the program. Visit Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com, or call 855-GO-LIVIA. It's their best offer of the year. Visit Livia.com or call 855-GO-LIVIA. Happy holidays from Livia, voted Minnesota's best weight loss center for the second year in a row. The Inflation Reduction Act has raised the federal solar investment tax credit from 26 to 30 percent. That's a fantastic opportunity for residents and businesses to invest in solar. The rebate includes solar power with battery backup. There may be additional solar incentives depending on the location of the property. Solar power with battery backup can keep your lights on and heat running when a summer or winter storm hits. Solar and electric vehicle are the perfect pair. Kick fossil fuels to the curb at home and on the road by using solar power to power your EV at home or provide them as a service to your business employees and customers. Now's a great time to secure your spot for next year's installation. Might want to act soon. According to some studies, one in four homeowners want to invest in solar within the next five years, but the grid is limited capacity. Grab your opportunity while you can before someone else does. Go to allenergysolar.com. So does like Lindsay Whalen get some kind of a punch card where if she makes like eight Hall of Fame, she gets another Hall of Fame induction for free? <laughs> Pretty incredible, huh? Uh, you know, I, I just told her I'm, I'm just... Just, just thrilled. Um, you know, this is sort of a foregone conclusion, I think, you know, the women's basketball hall of fame and, uh, but nonetheless, uh, it's difficult to do. I mean, think about that in, in, in your life, how many people do you know that are hall of famers in anything? And, and, and so Lindsay now has, uh, this will be, uh, hall of fame number, number two that she was inducted. And I'm quite sure she's probably in the hall of fame at Hutchinson. Uh, so just an absolutely, uh, incredible career as we know. And, and so continued recognition is absolutely deserved. Uh, no doubt about it. Yeah. And as you said, this felt like a, a foregone conclusion, but it's still a cool thing. She goes in with Carolyn Peck, uh, Kathy Boswell, Donna Lopiano, uh, Lisa Mattingly, an official. I know, you know, I was in Texas when Donna Lopiano was kind of making her reputation 
uh, she was a whirlwind and she was, uh, she was rising up the ranks of, uh, administrators at a time when not many women were. Yeah, no, it's incredible. I mean, the, the, the trailblazers, I love seeing them, uh, you know, get their recognition. These, these were names, you know, like you said, when I was coming up, you know, that, that we, that we, uh, knew of and heard of and, and the work that they've put in to the game and, and they must be so proud to look at where women's basketball in particular is through the, uh, the fruits of their labor. And so much deserved recognition for, for all of the ones you mentioned, uh, Donna Lopiano, uh, Carolyn Peck, you know, who, who's been an incredible ambassador for the women's game, coached in the WNBA, found success at, at Purdue, doing great work on, on, uh, on, uh, national television. So much deserved, uh, uh, for, for Carolyn as well. And uh, did you ever come across Lisa Mattingly? It's always interesting to me oh. when officials make it into the Hall of Fame. It that's is a, interesting. That's a tough road. It sure seems like there should be a separate sort of Hall of Fame. I don't know yeah. that you know officiating and Hall of Fame seems like an oxymoron. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I'm kidding, of course, sort of, kind of, uh, no. But uh, I didn't, I didn't think officials were real people for the longest of times. You know? and so uh, you and I, you know what? They're actually, they're actually, I know, right? They're actually, you know, somebody's daughter, somebody's mother, somebody's auntie. You know, whatever it is, and kind of go. So that's kind of helped me have, find some perspective. <laughs> uh, but Lisa Mattingly was an excellent um, representative of officiating. I, a tremendous person of uh, high integrity, great character. Um, and and you could count on Lisa. When you when you saw Lisa show up, you could count on a good game. You know, no official is going to get everything right, but you could really count on uh, uh, Lisa to, you know, sort of, uh, you know, be fair and, and, and mostly get, you know, get calls the way they're supposed to be. But great, great person and um, happy for her, uh, this recognition. And I don't know about you, but I just think officiating is almost impossible. I mean, obviously some are better than others and some manage it better and some have the right mentality for it. I, I just watch NBA and NFL games in particular and say, well, you could call almost anything on any possession. And, you know, there are so many judgment calls. I just, I'm just glad I ne- didn't choose that as a profession. <laughs> it is, it is a difficult profession. And I, I know, and this, this, again, this is a profession. And so these people work really, really hard. Uh, at their craft and, and, you know, they watch a lot of video, they go to camps and, you know, they make sacrifices. Uh, like I said, I've, you know, I've got the human side of them now and it took me about 25 years to get that perspective, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but they, they work incredibly hard and, uh, and it, it is a thankless job. I mean, no matter what you do, no matter what call you make, the player didn't foul, didn't commit the violation that, that you're blowing the whistle for, no matter what, you could be 100% correct. It doesn't matter. You're wrong. Uh, and then certainly, you know, you know, each city you go to the, the fan bases and, you know, what you face and, uh, so, you know, give, give them a lot of credit for, for, uh, what they, what they love, uh, despite, uh, the, so many challenges and, and I know they work incredibly hard and I just wish they were better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, are you getting to spend any time with Don Staley? Uh, I'm, I'm actually, you know, game days, I'm very, very respectful because I know how I am on game days yeah. and you know, we have routines and. Uh, you know, in college in particular, they spend a lot of time together on game day and pregame meals and things like that that we don't do at the professional ranks. But um, I will certainly see Dawn uh, during the course of, of her shoot around. But I want her working and focused on on uh, winning that game tonight, as I would be <laughs> in Minneapolis. Sure. Hey, this is a weird little thing I just noticed. I was on the Minnesota Lynx Twitter page uh, earlier, and I noticed that you've got 
like 108,000 followers. Now, it should be bigger, obviously. But if I remember correctly, I I remember that Twitter feed really only having like 20, 30,000 followers. Have you guys done something to beef up your social media? Or do you think people are just looking, seeking you out more than they did before? Well, I wish I knew um, more, more about, uh, that, that part of the business, but I would say that it seems to me that the interest certainly, uh, uh, particularly over the last few years in the WNBA and specifically for the Minnesota Lynx has absolutely grown. Uh, and so the impressions, I, I know that's the word for it. The impressions yep. that we get, uh, from, from social media, uh, have increased markedly. Uh, and so that's, you know, that's tremendous, uh, for, for the business folks to hear. Yeah, it's great stuff, uh, and hopefully Twitter will survive another few days so you can enjoy that. Uh, that <laughs> uh, hey, if it does, it's great. If it doesn't, uh, I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. I guarantee I, you that. <laughs> I am with you on that one. All right, let's get a final thought from Cheryl. Once again, thanks to all of our sponsors. We really do appreciate it. Check them out. Support them if you can. Remember the Winter Wear Drive, 7 o'clock, December 15th at Head Flyer Brewing, a great Northeast location with plenty of parking and plenty of space. Uh, love to see you there. Thanks again to our producer, Brandon Morton. So, Cheryl, uh, final thought, if you would, on anything in the world you'd like to talk about. Yeah, final thought on this Tuesday is that in a few hours from from now, clearly when you hear the recording, it won't be a few hours, but in just a few hours, the Senate is going to be uh, voting on uh, marriage, uh, uh, Respect for Marriage Act. Uh, and so what this is, um, is that as, as we um, anticipate uh, ongoing uh, fight for marriage equality and interracial marriages um, are also included in this uh, Respect for Marriage Act. That that uh, much like uh, Roe versus Wade, uh, that we have uh, federal law. Uh, Obergefell versus Hodges um, was was passed, and and it gave uh, same-sex couples the right to marry. Um, well, that that will likely, uh, as signaled by uh, Justice uh, Clarence Thomas, that uh, could be. Uh, under attack, the much the same way Roe versus Wade was, despite being federal law for, you know, half a century, uh, and and so you know today the Senate will vote and likely pass. It's a bipartisan bill uh, that both Democrats and Republicans uh, have supported. Not all, of course, um, but uh, enough that the vote will will pass and we will have respect for marriage. The problem is what this is protecting is only those of us that. Uh, that married uh, prior to uh, potential um, uh, when the Republicans take control uh, of the House, if there's legislation to change the right to marry for same-sex couples, uh, or even possibly interracial marriages, that, there, that we would go back uh, to a time when uh, when that wasn't legal, um, that, that that only protects the vote today only, and then when it goes to the Congress, they'll pass it, and it goes to President Biden, he'll pass it. It only protects those of us that have already married. The future of same-sex marriage could be in jeopardy. Uh, and so, you know, while today I appreciate the legislators that are trying uh, to protect uh, marriage equality and marriage for all, um, that's uh, you know that that is a short-term. Uh, situation. I do appreciate that, uh, but but we've got a long road ahead. And uh, so today I'm both, um, you know, content, you know, but also um, very, very concerned uh, about the future for, for same-sex couples and interracial marriages. I can't believe it's 2022 and we're still, we're dealing with any threats to these. It, it's, it's just, it's horrifying. Um, it, you know, I, it is. 
and I saw Obama speaking about you know all this, all of this, uh, in, in the context of democracy and, and equal rights and freedoms. And he kept on saying, "Hey, you know, democracy doesn't doesn't just happen. You have to nurture it. You have to fight for it. But good lord, we shouldn't have to fight for this at this point." That's exactly right. And and I think that you know senators like uh, Mitt Romney who will say um, that he doesn't believe that uh, same-sex couples should marry. He also doesn't believe uh, it's, it's, it's uh, the right, right path to uh, basically marginalize uh, other, other Americans. And, and we love them all the same, regardless of uh, the, their, their, their uh, abilities to, to marry same-sex or be in a heterosexual relationship uh, or interracial marriage. Um, so, you know, it's that, I think if that, if that could be our overriding belief uh, for one another, forget what you believe uh, and how we should tax or not tax and uh, corporate tax and you know whatever other things that should be decided by government. When it comes to the equal rights of people, that should be bipartisan. If we just look at the other person and go, you know, I wouldn't do that, but you should have the right to do that. And and so I think if that's our overriding way that we treat each other, we could kind of dig out of this, this last, you know, gosh, you know, last five or six years where this has just become, everything is so, every conversation is divisive and it's what side are you on? And, and we just got to think about the other, the other person more. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, we can get into the NRA and, you know, and how awful and how wrong, uh, it is for people to have access to assault weapons. These are simple things, but those are you know <laughs> deep dives on topics. But in general, today in a few hours, we will begin our protection of Obergefell versus Hodges. Um, and but I am very concerned about the future of of uh, you know same sex uh, same sex marriage, interracial marriages. Uh, as am I. Uh, so we will continue this conversation. And thank you for bringing that up. Uh, it is something everyone should be aware of and keep an eye on. And uh, should, it should inform, inform your voting uh, and your and your support for, uh, well, I'll, <laughs> as you said, it, it's hard to talk about these things without getting very in-depth and spending a lot of time. Uh, we'll leave, I'll leave it right there for today. Uh, we will continue the conversation next week. Uh, once again, thanks for everything. Uh, Cheryl, thanks to everyone who listens. Thanks to Brandon. And we will be back next week to, to continue the, the conversation.